America and everywhere else in the world. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Corey Has a Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Easley, and I'm back once again. It's the weekend. It's Father's Day. Shout out to all my fathers out there. You know, I do this thing every time I talk about how I think Mother's Day is a fake holiday. Father's Day is an even faker holiday. But you know what, Dad? I love you. You're probably never going to listen to this. And uh, it's all good. You know, do your thing. And I hope everything is well. You know, I'm going to shoot you a text. I'm not going to send you a tie or tools. Get you a new ball peen hammer. Get you a fucking shirt that says world's greatest dad or anything like that that you're never going to wear. But listen, I love you. I think about you a lot. But that doesn't mean that, you know, I need to fucking, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. Anyway, happy Father's Day. Uh, we're, we're back. We're back at it. There's a few things I've recently discovered in my life that I want to talk about. I walked into my bedroom and the cat was just taking a nap in the middle of the day. And cats do that, right? They just, they sleep like, I think something like 75% of their lives. Spend most of their time sleeping, which is kind of cool. And I think it has a direct uh, correlation to how long they live. I think uh, cats, house cats have a pretty long lifespan for a pet. And um, I really think sleep is the key. You know, they they seem to be pretty youthful. I mean, my cat's pretty youthful and spry. And she's been really active her whole life. But she does sleep a lot. When she's not sleeping, she's running around. She's very chatty. She makes a lot of noise. And recently I discovered that uh, I was put on to this. I don't know how I learned about this, but cat TV is a thing. So if you go on YouTube and you type in cat TV, they'll play these videos. And we put cat TV on. We were laying down, having a little, what we call a family snug. Um, We were all laying in bed and we put cat TV on and the cat was so into it. And she reacted and she like, there was like, there's like animal, there's like birds and shit. And it's like outside in the park scene and the colors are kind of a little bit high definition in a weird way. And the cat is really intrigued by it. And she's like making little, those little clicking noises under her breath and staring at the screen. And like her chin is like quivering and a bird flies off to the side and her head goes to the side where the bird goes. She's like, starts thinking like, maybe I'm going to go with that bird. And like a squirrel comes up and, you know, I don't know how she felt about the squirrel, but I feel like she was really into the movement of the birds. And I feel like birds have those quick movements, too. I just love animals so much. And watching them move in a certain way makes me feel like we need to learn how to move like that. Like everything they do is physical, physical comedy. You know, think about they can't talk. We think of physical comedy. Who do you think? You think of Jim Carrey. That's it. That's the only person who's ever done physical comedy. Jim Carrey, the best physical comedian of all time. Um, now nah, there are others, but you know, I, when I hear see when physical comedy, when I hear that, I think Jim Carrey. But animals, they just speak with their with their actions, right? They're very physical communicators. So it's just cool. I just get intrigued by it. So for me, having an animal in my home. I just sometimes will just catch myself watching them do shit and think that's an interesting choice or I wonder what what they're thinking about right now or like, do they have dreams? <laughs> and I'm dead serious. Like, I'm not fucking kidding. Um, so we ran out of coffee filters the other day. And if you're an adult and you live with a partner, 
And, you know, there's always like, we're going out, you got to work. You know, the daily, the minutia of everyday life happens. And we're on our way out. It's like, what do we need today? Oh, shit. We're just, we got everything we need. You know, those days you come home and you got everything you needed. Like maybe you ran out of mouthwash. Maybe you ran out of lotion. Maybe you ran out of oatmeal. Maybe you needed to pick up some eggs on the way home. Maybe you needed coffee. Maybe you're running out of coffee. And the last thing you want to run out of is coffee. I think running out of coffee and forgetting to pick coffee up is like a pain in the ass, especially for people like us, you know, here in our home, we wake up at like fucking five o'clock in the morning every day. And maybe there's a Starbucks, maybe there's Dunkin' Donuts or something like that. But like, I want to have coffee ready when we get up. That's just how we live. So run out of coffee is a pain in the ass. But you forget about the little things sometimes. So we ran out of coffee filters and we did this thing where you take a paper towel, a bounty or whatever have you, and you put it in the, the filter thing and then you scoop in the, the scoops of coffee, however many cups you want. And uh, I feel like the taste isn't the same. It's just not the same. You know, as for me, for somebody who drinks their coffee black, listen, I've heard people say things like, um, oh, I drink my coffee with cream or milk or whatever because I love myself. I just drink my coffee black, okay? It doesn't mean that I love myself any less than somebody who puts cream in their coffee. On the other end of that, um, this actually reminds me of something. I was listening to my friend Teresa, Teresa Moriarty's podcast, Timo. It's called Exaggerated, and it's really good. You should definitely check it out. And she was talking about people's uh, coffee personality. On the other end of that, there's people that are like, my mom, for example, um, who puts so much sugar and fucking creamer in her coffee that I had to explain to her how much she doesn't actually like coffee. You know, if you got to mask something that much, then you don't fucking like it. And that's just a fact. But um, she was just like trying to argue with me about it. This is a long time ago. She probably doesn't even remember that conversation. But I tell you what, she still drinks her coffee like that. So I was right. And I'm not one of those people that needs to be right all the time, but in this kidding, I'm not making a really good case for myself. In this case, uh, it I think I was right. You know what's funny is I'm actually laying down, and I've tried to avoid recording my podcast while laying down because I just always felt like the energy wasn't good. I used to do a job where I would have to call people and try to sell them on uh, buying a gym membership. And I always made sure I sat upright or I stood up because I didn't want I felt like people could sense on the phone that I was laying down. So if up until this point you thought, man, he sounds like he's laying down. You're right. I am laying down. I'm actually laying down, belly down on the bed with my elbows on the uh, I'm like in a plank, but like my belly is on the floor. My forearms are down. You get it right. Um, plank, one of people's favorite things to do in bed. But anyway, uh, yeah, so cat TV is a thing. If you got a pet, I think they have dog TV too. And you can actually just catch your animal watching TV when they want. I mean, if they could operate the, 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 the remote control, then why wouldn't they, right? Find some entertainment. Cause otherwise they would just sleep all day. But I feel like if animals started watching more TV, their lifespans would shorten somehow. Cause it would take away from all the sleep. Um, so yeah, I was thinking this morning about interviews. Sometimes I'll pop, I'll wake up, I'll read a lot of articles. I like to watch interviews and 
sometimes an interview will just lose me with the question. Like I'll become annoyed for the person getting interviewed. Like that was a dumb fucking question. And it's like, you got to be graceful when you're answering these questions, especially depending on who's interviewing you. But I'm just like, I got to see, there's got to be like an article about the worst interview questions of all time. So I'm going to look them up. Worst interview questions ever ever 18 of the worst interview questions to ask a job candidate this isn't even like a thing where do you see yourself in five years first of all i hate job interview questions because the real thing is why did i come here i came here because i'm interested in potentially working for this place i feel like the job interview process should be a little bit more like why don't we sit down and have a discussion where you, the person who's interviewing, the person whose uh, business it is, tell like talks about what their what the expectations are of the employee and what the pay is, and then the employee goes agrees whether or not they can fulfill that, and then they go, you know what, you're hired. <laughs> can you imagine it was that easy? What is your biggest weakness? I hate that question. I'm just going to tell you what the question is. I'm not going to read the little explanations. Why should I hire you? Because I am the shit. Can you imagine being able to answer these questions the way you really want to answer? Where do you live? Why does that fucking matter? <clears throat> I got here. I got here to the interview. Like I arrived to the interview on time. Showing up to an interview late, I think you automatically should not get the job. Unless like, you were in a fucking, it, the shit was on the news. Like the train got derailed or something. And it's like, listen, the train, I was on that train. They got derailed. So um, that's why I'm, I'm late. But if you're late to an interview, you just automatically shouldn't get the job. I believe that for sure. Where do you live? Why does it matter? Uh, how did your childhood shape your professional life? Is that a real question? That's crazy. Describe yourself. Hmm. Describe yourself. You know, that's what we all do on social media. We just describe ourselves. So if I sat here and described myself, why would I tell you, like, I'm going to tell you all the best. I'm going to tell you everything that I need to tell you to uh, get the job. Just like if I'm, if I know I have a test coming up, I'm just going to make sure I know all the material that's going to be on the test. And then after I hand that test paper in, I'm going to immediately walk out of the room and forget everything. What would your arch nemesis say about you? I think that's a cool question. I think I'd be a great arch nemesis because I always got the respect. You know what I'm saying? Like my arch nemesis, if they, if they, if my arch, ne I don't really have an arch nemesis actually now that I'm thinking about it, but if I did, I would pick an arch nemesis that I respected somehow. I feel like you have to, there are things about your arch nemesis that you have to admire a little bit enough to care that much about making that person your arch nemesis, right? Like you kind of have to be like, something has to be important enough for you to think that much about that person, I think. What would I say about my arch nemesis? I'm thinking about this in another way. If somebody was my arch nemesis, I'd probably be like, well, you know, that son of a bitch just doesn't, he's just relentless. You know, he, uh, you know, he just, he's unstoppable. 
and I won't stop until I stop him. I don't know. I don't know. Or her, right? You could have a, you could have a, you know, it doesn't matter what, what kind of genitalia the person has. Uh, why do you want this job? Because it pays money and I have bills. All right. What did you like the least about your last job? Ho ho. Do we have time? No. Uh, what would your former manager say about you? Um, I don't know. Depends on the day, right? If you could choose a different career, what would it be? Obviously animal person. I don't know if that's a job. <laughs> I'm an animal person. Uh, what three items would you bring to a deserted island? First of all, a volleyball. Second of all, a pocket knife. Third of all, come back to me. Come back to me. Come back to me. Uh, if you were a superhero, uh, what would your superpower be? My superpower would be, if I was a superhero, what would my superpower be? You just only get to have one. Probably teleportation. You know, I wouldn't want to live forever. I think that shit's weird. And then you got to keep making new friends every lifetime and, you know, watching the people you love die all the time. Like, teleportation is where it's at. You could literally have to work at fucking 9 a.m. and leave home at like 8.57 and be right there. Imagine you were pulled over for speeding. How do you try to get out of ticket? Get out of a ticket. Pull your titties out. Hey, no. How do you try to get out of a ticket? Tell him, tell the police officer. I'm not answering that question. What was your worst trait? How do you imagine you've been pulled over for a ticket for speeding? What? All right, I'm getting all over the place. Take a deep breath. What was the worst trait of your previous manager? He was a bigot. Nope, can't say that. That's not true either. Batman or Robin, which one are you? What if you don't know about Batman or Robin? That's not a fair question. Because I guarantee you're going to ask someone this question who doesn't. You're just, a, it's a presumptuous question. Batman or Robin, which one are you? Like, listen, I'm going to tell you something right now. And Batman comes up a lot in my life. A lot. In my relationship. In my personal thoughts that like every there's not a day that goes by actually there's not one day that goes by that i don't think about batman i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna i can say that i can say that with confidence i think about batman every single day of my life for some reason or other whether i'm making fun of him whether i feel like i'm dressed like him whether i'm wondering who the best batman is whether there's a meme about him that i saw you know, all types of Batman type related shit, right? I live in New York City. Sometimes it's a little foggy. It looks a little like Gotham City in the fucking portrayal, you know. But to assume that everybody feels that strongly about Batman, it's just a little, I don't like that. Batman or Robin, which are you? And then somebody's going to go who doesn't know. Which, who, which one's, who's Robin? Oh, that's his little friend. Yeah, I guess Batman or trying to trying to sound humble. Well, I guess Robin, you know, because I'm really good at uh, I'm really good at following orders. And wearing a little little mask just to cover my eyes. I'm really good at that. You know, I'm really good at wearing green gloves. 
Uh, are you interviewing with other companies? Why would you say that? Yeah, I'm interviewing with a bunch of other companies. So uh, what's up? Of your former coworkers, who do you admire the most and why? Yeah, these are pretty whack questions. But yeah, interview questions could really make or break an interview. Now, when you're watching uh, like an entertainment, entertainment type thing, right? And you're watching people that you like, like, whether, you know, I watch athlete interviews, I watch rapper interviews, I watch Vlad TV. And recently I've been really into these Tony Yayo interviews for some reason. I actually just started watching a Tony Hawk interview speaking to famous Tonys. Um, but, um, and it was, it's been really interesting. I actually need to finish where I left up on that, but I left off on that, but I got so much fucking work to do. Um, but the Tony Yayo stuff has been good. And I just love an interview that kind of, for me, that like just kind of like pulls the uh, curtain back on things you would otherwise not know about these people. Because I like when they talk about just regular normal shit or their perspective on other things that are going on in the world. You know, like I love that. But when a question is like, I feel like when some interviews are trying to like make the person that they're asking that they're interviewing, they're trying to like make them mad or make them uncomfortable. Like you got this person to show up to agree to do an interview with you and you're just going to fucking upset them to the point where they now don't want to do it and they're closed off. We want people to open up. It's really cool. So yeah. Interviews could go either way. I think uh, I love a good interview. That was my my uh, point. There's a baby that lives next door, and I haven't talked about this in a while. But this fucking baby just won't stop screaming, and you just, and you can't you can't tell a baby to shut up because they don't. I don't think they understand what that means. And but I'm doing a podcast right now. You know, I'd like to knock on the door and be like, "Hey, could you save it until I'm done?" Right? There's like nothing else that I'm doing after this that just like. And I don't think you guys can hear it, but it's just distracting to me. And I'll be honest with you, you know, I hear a noise, I look. I hear a a noise, I'm in the middle of a sentence, I fucking, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. And that's just what it is. Um, So listen, continue to be an adult, go out there, learn things. Uh, If you're going out for a new job, be careful how you answer these questions. Some of these questions are a trap. You know, but realistically, I think what people are just trying to figure out is like, are you going to come here and actually work or do you still feel like you're entitled to come to work whenever you want ever since COVID happened? So thinking about work is different now, you know, because we figured out what it's like to spend quality time with our friends and family. And now you got motherfuckers wanting you to come in and work for their dream. Some people started their own company. Some people started uh, getting creative and exploring what it would be like to work for yourself. And then sometimes, and sometimes it's just not lucrative enough. So you end up trying to get a job somewhere and then you just, you end up becoming resentful towards that job because they start occupying so much of your fucking time. And then you get to a place where you're like, I don't have time for myself. I don't have time for my partner. I don't have time for my family. And then in between that, I just want to fucking lay down and not do anything. What if you're a person who wants to work out? What if you're a person who want, who likes to, who has hobbies, right? Maybe you want to play pickleball with your friends or something. I don't know. I don't know what other, you know, like what, what do you, what do you, what do you do that? 
You're just tired all the time from working for somebody else. But I think these things happen uh, as a, like the universe is trying to push you into a direction to think outside of the box and create something for yourself. So you don't have to keep working for somebody. You don't have to keep feeling resentful that your time is being taken up by something else, asking a motherfucker if you can go somewhere. Like, can you imagine, you know, like being 40 something years old and being like, I'm going to ask my boss if I could go away for the weekend with my family. Like, Like, I think about that and it honestly is like, it's upsetting because I don't want to have to ask somebody if I could do something with my family. And I'm not, and don't get me wrong. I'm a hustler. I love to work, but there's gotta be balance. And I feel like when you lean so far into the fucking hustling all the time, you start to forget what it's like to just kind of like, you know, work on the relationships in your life and, and then tend to them and, you know, care for the people you love. And, you know, people throw around, oh, you got to have balance all the time. And I think, <laughs> I think that there's like levels to it. And there's, uh, you know, balance in terms of making sure you're not overworked, like working hard as hell because you have a goal and you have a dream, whatever it is you're working on, do it. Sometimes it's going to feel unbalanced. Totally fine. But you got to also be able to fucking recover hard, rest hard and like be and clear your head hard, because if you're constantly working and stressed about working, you're not going to be your best. You're going to be like, you know, fuck, I don't fucking feel like doing this shit. Right. You want to make sure that you're able to keep the excitement alive in some way. And if you're feeling stuck right now. You know, fucking put your head down, grind, and in the in your spare time, try to figure out something you want to do. Like I, I, I'm over here. I don't know. I'm not no fucking expert here, but I'm just talking. I'm just throwing shit out. I'm throwing shit out. Um, you can take it if you want. I'm not an expert. I'm a guy. You know who I am? I'm a guy who sees where I want to go and sees other people have achieved success. And I've said this before, and I want to achieve that success too. So I will stop at nothing until I get there, no matter what I got to do right now. Sometimes it takes sacrifice too, right? Sometimes you got to put in that extra time. Sometimes you got to endure, you know, doing shit you don't want to do so you could eventually do what you dream of doing, whatever, man. I mean, listen, I'm not the first person who have said this shit, but you guys get what I'm talking about. Listen, take care of yourselves. Take care of the people you love. Have a great week. Drink your coffee however you fucking like it. Happy Father's Day. Peace.